In today's show, we've got news about more dining options happening at Walt Disney World coming open. Hong Kong Disney unveils its brand new castle. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but park hopping is returning to Walt Disney World uh, with headline news, trivia, and so much more all happening in today's Disney Parks podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. So glad that you are here. As we're recording this, it's uh, Thanksgiving week, so we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season. I hope that uh, COVID restrictions aren't keeping you and your family from getting together, Um, but if there's some kind of hitch in that uh, we feel for you, uh, just know that we are very grateful for you, and we hope that you have an amazing holiday, and don't go crazy with all the Black Friday stuff, okay, kids? You know. I I think Black Friday started three weeks ago. I know it did. I know. So I, I still think it's going to get vicious anyway. But uh, hey, before we get into uh, the show, I wanted to let you guys know about our, our good friends over at Destinations Travel. It uh, doesn't matter what type of vacation you're planning. I know that there's not a lot of travel going on right now, but there's still a lot of travel opportunities that you could take now as well as plan for in the future. Uh, we want to let you know that if you're going to do any type of planning, destinations to travel is definitely the uh, first choice that you should make. Why? Because they are super knowledgeable. They will be there uh, when you need them. They will give you all the assistance that you need, and it does not cost you a penny. And the question that I have for you is what price can you put on peace of mind? That's the thing. When you go out on a vacation, if you booked it all yourself, it's all on you. Versus when you talk to our good friends over at Destinations Travel, uh, you are having them work on your behalf and you don't have to stress anything. If something, God forbid, goes wrong, all you have to do is call your travel planner and they will make it right. So uh, you definitely want to go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash letter D, the number two travel uh, for our good friends at Destinations to Travel and ask them about uh, the amazing opportunities that Disney's putting out there. I mean, they've got several opportunities to uh, to save money and visit uh, Walt Disney World. Like the magic is here, the play, stay, and save. Uh, you can save up to 35% for most days from January all the way through April. Uh, the magic is here, room offer, uh, Florida resident offers, and uh, ask about the 2021 Walt Disney World packages. Uh, I will say that I've heard rumors that October 1st, it's pretty much booked all over the uh, the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, so that's going to be a fun, fun, uh, fun day to be around the parks. Uh, but hey, uh, go check them out. DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash the letter D, the number two travel uh, for our friends at Destinations of Travel. And Tony and I had the opportunity to uh, to spend some time over at the Riviera Resort, right? Correct. Uh, an amazing resort amazing place it's yeah. uh yeah destination to travel uh gave uh well i stayed uh two nights at a disney river and you're going uh boulder creek and polly boulder ridge uh, yeah yeah uh so yeah so uh it was a one bedroom uh i'm gonna say premiere uh view uh, because I faced uh, the Skyliner, Caribbean Beach, and the pools. Uh, so I wasn't facing the parking lot or a dumpster. Um, it was a really uh, spectacular view. So it, it's a one-bedroom. has a, a king-size bed, master bath, uh, jetted tub, a uh, big shower with a, a, a rain head and a handheld and a little seat. Um, it had a full-on kitchen. So, you know, four burner stove, oven, full-size refrigerator, pots, pans, dishes, all those uh, kind of things that you would get with a, a DVC. So it was really great. The only weird thing is the bathroom. You know, the master bath is shared with the other occupants of the room. So it wasn't like you had your own bath and then there was a half bath for everybody else. Uh, I think that's the way it is in Bay Lake, if I remember correctly. It is. Um, 
So that was not the case here. You, uh, the master bath is uh, shared with all the other occupants. Uh, there was the Murphy bed that pulled down, which was a full size, and you slept on that. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, it was comfortable. Comfortable. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Murphy bed. Yeah, it's a Murphy bed. And then James, <laughs> James slept in the <laughs> in the trundle bed, which is the little pull down from the uh, TV compartment. Uh, yeah, and uh, I uh, I think he was okay with it, but he said he hit his head waking up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, that's a great space for a smaller person, not uh, an, adult. an adult. If you're tossing and turning, I mean, I heard head hits, I heard elbow hits, uh, a lot of language in the middle of the night. Uh, but you know, I woke up before him, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, man, get get into this bed and just stretch out." He's like, "No, I'm good." I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have cooties, uh, but it was uh, it was a gorgeous yeah. uh, room, and the view was incredible. Yeah, uh, and it was great. And and uh, the uh, Topolino's Terrace, yeah, uh, we completely redeemed itself. Yeah, totally redeemed itself from my my first dinner visit. It was amazing. Yeah. It was like Ravello level amazing. Yeah. My appetizers were better than my entree. I mean, the, the entree was okay. It was yeah. it was good. I'm not going to say it was bad, but my appetizers were really good. I had the uh, fresh ricotta and I had the uh, escargot. I did a little France and a little Italy. <laughs> right. Uh, because that's the theme. It's the Riviera. Uh, the other thing, too, on Friday uh, before we left is I did a little DVC tour. I, wanted, I always like to see what they're uh, doing uh, you know, with the resort. So they started us with if you've ever heard of uh, micro apartments, uh, I would call the studio at the Riviera a micro apartment. Okay. It is no bigger than a walk-in closet. Right. And this is no lie. I have some pictures uh, on the Riviera, on my Riviera uh, group on Facebook. Okay. You walk in the room. There's a couch which is the Murphy bed, a TV on the wall, a shower, uh, and uh, commode and all that. And in there mm -hmm. is also a very small closet. Uh, and that is it. That's your room. <laughs> you have a window and an escape hatch, and that is it. It is tiny. Uh, the next level up from that is what they call a deluxe studio. So you mm -hmm. have a, a queen-size bed, the Murphy bed, the trundle, uh, and a, a little kitchenette. Uh, so a small uh, refrigerator and uh, microwave. Uh, then there's the right. one-bedroom, which I was in, and there's a one-bedroom, one-bedroom lock-off, all those kind of variations. Uh, and then we went to the Grand Villa, which was pretty nice. As far as Grand Villas go, uh, it was great. It had a beautiful view. Uh, much like uh, mine, and they're all at uh, the far end of uh, the building, too. Uh, but they, they all had a really nice view. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, the woman had told us that the Grand Floridian is the largest uh, three-bedroom at 2,700 mm. square feet. So if you're looking at, uh, looking for big rooms, that's the thing. And I said to her, I said, you know, it's interesting. I said, none of the Grand Villas uh, don't connect. To, they don't connect to any other rooms. They're their own. I said, you know, sometimes like my brother brings down a lot of people in his traveling party and he has to get like another room because they all don't fit in a Grand Villa. So he's got like an overflow room. I said, it would be nice if they right. connected to like another one bedroom or another Grand Villa or, you know, something like that. So she goes, oh, I'll, I'll give that suggestion. To I said, yeah, so just toss that out there. And I said, still, there's no Grand right. Villa at the Beach Club. I've been emailing Ken for years. Uh, so if you can remedy that. Uh, they are Ken giving – Yeah. They are giving uh, tours at all of the DVC. So if you're staying at a DVC, uh, go downstairs and ask. Uh, they have rooms in all of the buildings. You can see all the different kinds of rooms. And then they gave us this little gift as a takeaway. Uh, if anybody knows the artist on this, there is no artist name on this at all. So if anybody knows the artist of this little fine little ditty, um, so that was our little takeaway gift. 
you can go to all the rooms in Saratoga have been refurbished, and they were saying that we should go over there. Uh, they completely redid their grand villas, and they said they they really look spectacular. So nice. Yeah. So when you uh, like when I go over to my DVC stay this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, I should just say, hey, I, I'm interested in taking a DVC tour yes. of this resort. Yeah, downstairs, usually in the lobby, there's like a DVC little podium somewhere. Uh, can yeah. find in to say, hey, I want to go uh, see uh, the rooms. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about real quick, too, is uh, I use the straight to my room uh, feature, you know, that you, you don't have to go to the front desk, any of those kind of things. So I pulled up to uh, valet. Uh, I had a whole bunch of stuff, uh, food things, plus my one bag, because obviously it wasn't staying long. Uh, so they parked my car, bought the things. Uh, she said, is your room ready? I said, yes, it is. Now, here's the weird uh, thing. I had asked for an early check-in. I said, I'm arriving around noon, mm-hmm. and uh, I would like to check in. And I did that on my online, on the pre-check-in. You know, where do you want your room? You know, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'd like a, you know, a high floor near an elevator, and I'm checking in around noon. Right. Exactly at 12 o'clock. Exactly at 12 o'clock. Bing. Your room is ready. It's like, what? Oh, wow. What wow. the hell land is this? I said, normally my room's never ready till 4.30 when check-in normally comes. Right. So right. I, I was like, oh, damn. So I quickly got my car, went to Publix, got my snacks that I wanted, drove to the hotel, did the thing. So uh, the valet, uh, bell services said, is your room ready? I said, yes. Yeah. So go, oh, great. We'll go with you up to your room. Uh, you click on uh, unlock the door. You hold your phone uh, near the lock and bloop, it opens. Now, wow. the only thing you uh, you have to go down to the front desk and get a key for the pool because your phone won't open the pool. You need a a, a magic band, mm-hmm. either attached to your account or attached to that reservation, or you need to uh, to stop by the front desk. So I stopped by the front desk and she gave me a key to get into the pool for my stay. So nice, yeah. nice. Well, all right. So, uh, so that was this past week. Uh, Park Hopper Sid and I are going to be at Boulder Creek, Boulder Ridge. I can never keep mm-hmm. it straight. Right. Uh, on Saturday and then Sunday, we're going to be at the Polynesian Bungalows, and I think there's a crew of people coming to the bungalow, uh, which should be fun. I don't know what time they're showing up, but I hope you let us sleep in. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're going to be having a lot of fun during that. Uh, and we definitely got to thank Shannon and the whole team over at Destinations to Travel for allowing mm-hmm. us to do that. Uh, be keeping your eye on uh, Park Hoppers, WDW Park Hoppers, as well as uh, Disney Plus Podcast. But I got to figure out how to do the, I think she gave me access to, to do the live thing. I got to figure out how to make that happen. Um, but other than that, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, so, yeah. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Just use a Restream, right. restream IO. It goes to all yeah, the yeah, accounts. Yeah. Yeah. You got it all set up? We're doing it now. Yeah, we'll talk later. Uh, all right, guys. Well, there's nothing else that we could do but get into the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Well, guests planning to shrink down to the size of a toy in Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios are sure to work up a human-sized appetite exploring Andy's backyard. And beginning on November 25th, Woody's Lunchbox will be the perfect place to lasso that hunger with classic American fare, old-fashioned soda floats, and other Toy Story-themed specialties. Uh, Over in the Magic Kingdom Park, uh, and just in time for the holidays, two, count them, two restaurants will once again offer great food and stunning views of the holiday decor, Cinderella Castle and Main Street USA, because on December 13th, the Crystal Palace will reopen stores, and while our friends in the 100-acre woods are taking a break from greeting guests in person, the restaurant will be offering a family-style dining experience. There will be new individually plated entrees, including crispy fried chicken with honey pot drizzle, fire-roasted prime rib, uh, fried cauliflower, and more. Uh, I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm already starting to growl. 
and then just a few days later on December 17th, uh, Tomorrowland Terrace will also reopen featuring a new quick service menu of seafood favorites, including lobster rolls and fried shrimp. Wow. So <coughs> I will on tell, the noodle station. I will tell you, don't eat the lobster roll there. I had a horrible experience with a lobster roll and bathrooms. Oh, yikes. So don't eat the lobster roll. Yeah, so that's great that they're starting to get some more uh, dining options coming. Yeah, and it's interesting that they're, well, it's good that they're opening Tomorrow on Tavis because it, it is outdoor eating. But, I mean, that very rarely opens these days. So, yeah. I mean, that usually only opens when the park is at screaming capacity. And I'm not saying right. the park is going to be at screaming capacity. I just think they're trying to utilize the outside dining as a right. you know place for people to eat. Right. All right, next up, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland now unveiled uh, the first of its kind uh, castle of the magical dreams. Magical. Magical dreams. <laughs> uh, as Hong Kong Disneyland kicks off its 15th uh, anniversary celebration, uh, it unveiled the, the spectacular transformation of Sleeping Beauty's castle into the dazzling castle of magical dreams. Inspired by 13 stories of beloved Disney princesses and queens, the Castle of Magical Dreams offers something special for everyone, <clears throat> for every guest, with its many towers and spires, embracing iconic patterns, textures, colors, and unique to each heroine story. Uh, this is the first time at any Disney theme park that a castle has shifted from being a represent representation of only one princess to featuring multiple heroines, highlighting the diversity of their unique characters uh, and their stories. What's the over and under of them doing this on other castles now? Uh, well, once you say the word diversity, I'm sure that uh, yeah. it's a possibility. Makes sense. Well, I'm down with it. It's the fifth Why not? key. It's the fifth key. <clears throat> uh, with heroines hailing from all over the world, this castle serves as the mosaic of different cultures with architectural inspirations from Europe, China, and even Southeast Asia. While guests will not see a complete depiction of a princess or a queen image, interpretations of each can be found in various architectural elements. Nice. Now, You'll have to look closely at the lofty towers. You might spot Snow White's apple, uh, a boo, or Mushu, or Merida's bow, an arrow. Additionally, murals depicting each princess and queen pursuing their passions can be found around the area, each reflecting a deep research on the time and periods that the heroines hail from. For example... Cinderella can be seen taking a hot air balloon ride over the kingdom. Was that a thing? I don't know. I don't remember it from a movie. <laughs> uh, Aurora is dabbling in falconry. And Ariel is braving the seas on a sailboat to visit her underwater family. Why? Doesn't... Is she a mermaid? Can she swim? Yeah. Can she swim faster than that boat can sail? Okay. <clears throat> As part of the castle's magical transformation, the resort's invited guests, cast members, community, partners, Disney friends, including Mickey Mouse, to share their own dreams and wishes on magical dream cards. These cards were collected in a treasure chest and lifted to the top of the tallest tower in the castle, ensuring that the heart of the resort will always be filled with hopes and dreams. Aww. <laughs> As a tribute to the original Sleeping Beauty castle, Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather can now be seen spreading fairy dust across the castle's breezeway, uh, castle lighting into the chandeliers and leading the way to the new rotunda, 9,000 points of dancing lights i saw some pictures and video and it looks spectacular i'm not gonna lie it does yeah i i mean they certainly made it a lot bigger than it was yeah 
it's a it's a tremendous feat, and uh, yeah. I'm glad that they did it. I, I'm interested to see if they do it in other theme parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, question for you: which which Disney theme park do you think would get the first castle transformation? What will we get the next castle transformation? Uh, I would think it would be uh, Tokyo. Would probably be next. Probably because they can afford it. They can afford it, and they don't care. Money's no problem over there. And possibly Paris. Shanghai, probably not so much because they kind of did this a little bit-ish. Yeah. Not not to this scale in this detail, but they built a huge, huge monstrosity. Yeah. Uh, could they incorporate all the princess? It's supposed to be the princess's home, not a single princess either. So I don't think right. Shanghai. It would be a very, very hard sell at Disneyland or Disney World. I think they would get a lot of pushback on I think, what the hell are you talking about? But I think Disneyland could benefit from it because their castle is teeny tiny. Sorry, no offense, guys. It is small. I mean, the first time you see it, you go, <laughs> where, where the hell's the castle? Where's the castle? I remember sitting, I remember standing on the end of Main Street <laughs> the very first time I ever walked in Disneyland. And I was like, okay, this is it. And I turned and looked down Main Street, you're saying, I went, Oh my God, it is down there. Oh my God. It's that's oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it really was shocking to me how yeah. small it was. First, it's how short Main Street is that it only takes you three steps to get to the end. And then when you get to the end, you go, Oh, that's a little bit small. Yeah. And then how weird it is that there's like a astro orbiter right there. Yeah. And it's just it's just anyway. <laughs> now I'm not knocking Disneyland. I love it, but yeah. you know, it is weird. Uh, hey, Tony, yeah. uh, on your uh, bingo cards, did you ever think that park hopping would return to Walt Disney World uh, before summer of 2021? I was thinking more like 2022. That's kind of <laughs> where my head was at. Uh, as the phase reopening of Walt Disney World Resort continues, uh, there's another exciting milestone that many fans and guests have been looking forward to, the return of park hopping. Uh, so starting January 1st of 2021, guests who purchase a ticket or annual pass with park hopping benefits will be able to visit more than one park per day with some new modifications as part of the ongoing focus on health and safety. With the updated park hopper experience, guests will make a Disney park reservation for the first park they plan to visit and enter that first park prior to visiting another. At this time, a park reservation is not required after the first park. However, reservation requirements are subject to change. Uh, additionally, Disney will set specific park hopping hours during which this option will be available. Park hopper hours will start at 2 p.m. each day and end at the park schedule close time. Guests will soon be able to check DisneyWorld.com forward slash park hours and the My Disney Experience app for the most up-to-date park hours available as they uh, could start earlier at a later date depending on the day and the park. So these modifications are designed to help Disney continue managing attendance in a way that fosters physical distancing. Additionally, other enhanced health and safety features uh, will remain in effect, including face coverage required for all guests ages two and up. As a reminder, guests with a ticket or pass that includes the park hopper benefit, (laughs) love that word, get the chance to see and do more during their visit, which could mean a morning in the Savannah at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park and an evening stroll by Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom Park, or starting the day living your Star Wars adventure at Hollywood Studios before an afternoon traveling around the world at Epcot. So please note that the availability to visit another park will be subject to the park's capacity limitations. Uh, If you have any questions, you can always check out Disney's Know Before You Go page on DisneyWorld.com. You can contact your travel planner. Um, This is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so I hope that, like, all right, so if I'm in the Magic Kingdom and I'm, I want to uh, go over to Epcot to have dinner or yada, yada, uh, I, I, I'm fine with that. I understand the, you know, kind of after two thing. The thing that I hope that they do is somewhere on the My Disney Experience app is uh, 
not list the capacity, but say this park is open to park hopping so that I don't get on the monorail, take that trip all the way over there, get to the turnstiles and go, I'm lack capacity right now. You can't come over. So, you know, put the information in the app, I would say, so I know what parks I can go to, uh, you know, if I want to leave the park I'm in, you know. Right. Uh, This way, at least you're informed and you're not getting there and wasting your time to only find out, oh, and oh, and then you try to go back to your the park you were in, and that's now a capacity. So that's that's my thing. It, it, they're gonna have to communicate, I think, more uh, yeah. with us. But it's interesting that the park uh, hopping starts at two p.m. What? Why that time? Was the question? What? Well, you know, that's normally you know parade time, two, three o'clock. Do they want to get people out? <laughs> you know. I, I, you know, it's very interesting. I don't know. It could yeah. be, be very interesting to see. And I want to see how this is policed, mm. you know, to see how many people are like, well, I got a park hopper option. I could just come in and, you know, we have to be in a park first. And then after you do that, you know, uh, and, and are they going to regulate it to? Well, I think they'll be park? able to, yeah, I think they'll be able to know because they can just tap your magic band and tell if you've been in a park. Right. And uh, I, I, while I was reading it, I wasn't necessarily connecting a dot. So you're only allowed to go to one park after you go to the first park? I think that's the intention right now is, yes, one yeah. park. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, yeah. No no super spreading to four parks. Yeah. <laughs> keep, your, keep your spreading to two, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I listen, I glad that I'm glad they're trying to take a stab at it and that they figure something out. And, uh, you know, what I heard was kind of the platform that this is all built on is the FastPass platform. So uh, right. I think they're trying – I think between now and the end of the year, I mean, they made this announcement, that, but they're going fi- to uh, you know, figure out all the kinks and bugs and you know all the other whatnots to go with that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they offer this to some people, you know. Uh, just as some test, uh, you know, test crash dummies uh, over the holiday season. Say, hey, you know, I came to Magic Kingdom today. Would you like to go to Epcot, you know, for dinner? You know, right. So it'll it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Baby steps, my friends. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Uh, ABC and Disney Parks is now featuring a a nostalgic performance in a special of the fifth anniversary edition of the Wonderful World of Disney, the magical holiday celebration. Now, this is not the sing along. This is their holiday cel- This is not the Christmas Day parade show. This is the holiday celebration show. So, just when you thought you needed it most, Disney kicks off the holiday with a... And I wonder why they didn't do this on Disney. Anyway, uh, the fifth anniversary edition of the Wonderful World of Disney's Magical Holiday Celebration airs Thanksgiving night at 9 p.m. on ABC. The original hosts, Derek and Julianne Huff, return, kicking off the night with a glitter of new holiday performances while Trevor Jackson hosts from Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Together, they will take viewers on a wintry ride through fan-favorite performances over the past five years and new heartwarming family moments. You'll also get a brand new sneak peek into Remy Ratatouille coming in 2021. Mm -hmm. Now that is the reason every Disney fan is now going to watch. (laughs) Yep. Uh, In addition to the magical holiday moments, viewers will also get a sneak peek and preview of Disney and Pixar's all new feature film, Soul, uh, before it becomes available exclusively on Disney Plus beginning December 25th, featuring the voices of Jamie Foxx, uh, Tina uh, Tina Fey and Soul introduces a middle school band teacher who <coughs> teams up with a sarcastic new Soul on a mission to figure out exactly what makes worth living. Uh, I'm not going to run down this whole list, but it is all past performances over the last five years of acts. Uh, everything from uh, Sierra to Kelly Clarkson to uh, One Republic to Megan Trainor, Dina Mazel, yada yada yada. So, but these are all past performances. None of this is new content. 
uh wait well julianne and Derek how or huff huff i never say their name right yeah sorry yeah they'll probably did some studio yeah, they'll probably work. do something piece it yeah. together yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. gotta piece it together kids got yeah. a lot of content to fill this holiday season oh yeah uh all right so uh if you'd like to support the show if you'd like to help us stay on air and keep everything as free as we can uh please go over to patreon.com forward slash disney parks podcast uh we also want to thank all of our patrons it's uh it's Thanksgiving week, so we're so grateful for each and every one of you. Uh, and we're also grateful for all the listeners that, that come to our live uh, Facebook lives on Monday night. Uh, but if you're interested in getting a little bit more content from us, there's levels of patronage that you can uh, sign up for. For very, uh, like $5 a month, you get two extra shows. For an additional $5, so making it $10 a month, you get the brand new Disney Plus podcast. It's been very, uh, very well received. And if you'd like to get more content from us and get killer Disney by the numbers t-shirts delivered directly to your door, there's a level that you can do that as well. So please go over to uh, patreon.com forward slash Disney parks podcast and sign up to support us today. And there's a couple different things going on. Uh, if you wanted to pay annually, you'll save 10%. And if you're at one level and you'd like to level up, we have a great offer for you. You can get a uh, a custom embroidered uh, Pixar hat, or if you already have a hat, we'll figure something awesome out to send you. And uh, other than that, yeah, go over to well, patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. Or sign up, and we'll also send you a hat in addition oh. to the normal benefits. There you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, last week's trivia question was this, Mr. Donahue. Yep. What was the name of Marlon's wife in the movie Finding Nemo? The answer is Coral. Correct. Correct, Amundo. Uh, Vicky P won, and uh, Vicky, it will be in the mail this week. All right. This week's uh, trivia question is Mike Wazowski in Monsters Inc. makes up a fake musical. To cover up the fact that he and Sully are in the possession of Boo. They end up actually performing this musical during the movie credits <coughs> in Monsters, Inc. What was the title of this said musical song? That is a deep cut, boys and girls. That's deep, baby. You're going to have to whip out your Disney Plus and... <laughs> Uh, if you think you know the answer to that very difficult question, <laughs> send that to DisneyParksPodcast.com. So we're mm. looking for the name of the musical song that Mike and Sully sing in the end credits of Monsters, Inc. Send yep. that to DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you are a Disney creator, meaning you create something, I don't know what it is, ears, uh, shirts, pins, buttons, stickers, uh, coasters, coasters, uh, tie dye shirts, whatever it is, or you know somebody that does s- such things, uh, have them contact us at Disney Parks Podcast. We'd like to feature them here on the show. We'd like to feature as many small Disney uh, Etsy people creatives as we possibly can between now and Christmas to uh, help them out as much as possible. Right. Excellent. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Well, so there's a new virtual reality adventure called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge now available. If you've ever wanted to explore the planet of Batuu beyond what you've seen at the Galaxy's Edge in one of the theme parks, well, now you can. ILM X Lab, Lucasfilm's award winning immersive entertainment studios, just released the latest virtual reality adventure, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Uh, the new experience, created in collaboration with Oculus Studios, is now va- available on the Oculus Quest platform. Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge takes place on the outskirts of the Black Spire outpost on the planet of Batuu, as depicted in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Godoy, uh, the immersive epic lands at Disneyland Resort in California and Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. 
Uh, players take on the role of a droid repair technician operating near Batuu, but when a group of uh, Guavian Death Guard pirates attack, they'll be uh, forced to jettison the ship's mysterious cargo and head for the escape bod- pods. <clears throat> After crashing on the planet, players will discover never-before-revealed areas of Batuu and discover that anyone in the galaxy can be a hero. Uh, during their adventure, players will meet unforgettable new characters like Cecil Slack, Cecil Slack, yeah, a boisterous Azamel bartender, and the nefarious uh, Guavian Death Gang cell leader Terra Ration. Uh, they will also adventure alongside classic characters like R2D2 and C3PO, and the owner of Black Spire Outpost Droid, Droid Depot, Mubo. Keep up, kids. Tales for the Galaxy's Edge also features Temple of Darkness and uh, an anthological VR story set hundreds of years before the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Thanks to Cecil Slack's storytelling skills, players will step into the role of Jedi Padawan Adi Sunzi and will work alongside Jedi Master Yoda to confront the darkness that now lurks within a Jedi temple and within herself. Uh, so you can visit them at uh, ilmxlab.com. I am not a VR person. Are you? I I I I, I have no intent or want or need. <laughs> I want to get into some gaming, but to be honest with you, I have so little free time right now. Mm. Uh, I I could not imagine spending more time sitting in a chair playing video games. Yeah, well, you know, it's not a lot of sitting from what I sit, see. It's a lot of st- yeah. standing. Like I saw yeah. this one guy, uh, doing this. It's almost like uh, you had to cook, right? But yeah. To do the controllers, you know, like one thing was the pan, one thing was the spat. It, it was very complex. I'm like, I don't think my motor skills are that great at my age. To- to be, to be pulling that off, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, a lightsaber thing, maybe, you know, that's just a, you know, yeah, you know, but uh, other things that are detailed in this VR world, right? I don't think I have the motor skills anymore. Same, I'm an old, I'm an old man. Uh, it was recently announced uh, as part of the D23 Fantastic World celebration uh, that the barges for Harmonious are not really. They don't get stored during the day. They're going to stay uh, in the lagoon all day, and they will be fountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as part of this uh, announcement, uh, Imagineer Zach Ridley revealed more details about Harmonious, the new fireworks spectacular coming in 2021. And I think we're going to see sneak peeks of this over the holiday. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. So last okay. week, uh, Zach shared an image of the circular set piece uh, from the show Harmonious, giving us a look at just how large the center ring. I think it's six stories, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, it's six stories. That's what this says here, too. So that's good. Uh, the show will have five gigantic platforms that will be positioned like uh, a compass around the world showcase lagoon. The largest lagoon in any Disney theme park. Zach says, uh, and then the platforms are headed out to the lagoon to begin testing very soon. So I think the only thing that will come out at night are the LED barges. I think the fountain ones will stay, and then just the things that will come out uh, probably be kept in the back, uh, covered and protected since they stuff uh, stuff that's got boomy boomy stuff on it probably yeah, yeah. Uh, they will be kept back uh, there. Uh, in the new artist uh, concepts, you can see these platforms that will provide uh, an ambient new look during the daytime, as well as become fountains uh, out at the lagoon. Of course, the real magic will happen at night uh, when they come alive. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I think it is awesome, and uh, I, I I applaud it because you know, God knows that water probably needs to be circulated with some air to <laughs> keep the. <laughs> The green tinge off it a little bit. Mm, so now mm. that they're aerating it, we make it clearer water in the lagoon. <laughs> Who knows? We might see bodies uh, down at the bottom. 
I'm sure the first few months they're going to have to be cleaning out those filters a lot. Oh, uh, sucking in all the uh, uh, lagoon scum. Oh, yeah. But that uh, the other question I had was: since these barges are going, will they still run at, in 2029? Will they st- still run the watercraft on the sides of these two? Sure, um, probably. Yeah, without getting the the watercraft wet, I because these look like they're pretty big. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe those days are over. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, all right. Well, some good news coming out of Disneyland is the partner statue has been restored for Mickey Mouse's birthday. Uh, to commemorate Mickey's birthday on November eighteenth, a special surprise was revealed. Uh, at Disneyland, the restoration of the partner statue in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle has been restored to its original grandeur. Uh, the statue, created by Disney sculptor Blaine Gibson, features Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse. Uh, and it was originally unveiled on November 18th of 1993 <laughs> at, at the Hub commemorating Mickey's 65th birthday. Uh, but as those of you who understand what science is, as time passes, bronze oxidizes and uh, becomes what's called patina. Uh, and it comes, uh, it, it's covered with a, an acrylic polymer and wax. And the partner statue requires a little bit more intensive restoration process and just cleaning it, and polishing it. So over the span of four days, an artisan utilized the process using crushed walnut shells to gently strip the figure down to the bare bronze. After cleaning, various chemicals were applied and heated with a blowtorch to create a reaction and fuse with the bronze. The feature was then coated in a polymer to protect the patina, followed by a thin layer of wax. Now you know why you can't go up and put your hands on the partner statue. Uh, guests visiting Buena Vista Street as part of the extension of the downtown Disney District will have a chance to see the Storyteller statue, which has also been restored. <laughs> but it's not that old. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Crushed walnuts. Who knew, right? Yeah. What's in walnuts that makes it a bronze cleaning agent? I don't know. And who was the first person to figure that out? Yeah. Who was rubbing their their bronze with crushed walnuts? <laughs> hey, so honey, look a... at this. These walnuts clean bronze. <laughs> so we need something that'll clean this bronze. And then right about that time, the guy walks in and goes, have you seen him? <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, my God, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, gosh. Crushed walnuts. Interesting. Who knew? I wonder if other nuts might work. All right. <laughs> all right, let's talk about some things that are happening at Swan and Dolphin because it is Santa's favorite resort, as we all know. So <laughs> starting on select nights uh, in November 27th, uh, Santa's Village Experience will give guests, young and young at heart, a chance to enjoy the sights, smells, and sounds of the holiday. Elves will host socially distant reindeer games, and adults can enjoy specialty drinks from Santa's ho ho hometown in the hotel's restaurant. Take part in holiday cookie decorating and mm-hmm. meet and take socially distant photos of Santa. Here is the lineup of all the fun things you can do. First up, Santa and Mrs. Claus meet and greet. Uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus and Candy Cane, all decked out in their Florida vacation attire, will meet guests on select nights in November and December. Socially distant holiday photo op has plenty of Florida flair and holiday cheer. You can do this on November 27th, 28th, then on December 4th uh, through the 5th, 11th and 12th, 18, 19, and 21, and then 22. If that's not your thing, they have cake decorating on select nights families can unleash their own creativity by decorating frosted sugar cookies from the hotel's award-winning food and beverage team the experience will be arranged with special health protocols in place probably not sharing cookies and decorating and all that kind of stuff if that's not enough there's even more life-size chocolate holiday 
Santa scene, constructed entirely of chocolate, this life-size sculpture weighs approximately 2,000 pounds. It's created wow. by a two-time world pastry champion and the resort's ex- executive pastry chef, Laurent Borland. Uh, this sculpture will be showcased in the Swan Hotel. It features a chocolate Santa sitting in his chair, seven foot tall, 400 pound chocolate nutcracker, chocolate fireplace, chocolate Christmas tree, and a chocolate toy train. If mm. that's not enough, then you have Dancing Lights Show. It's a musical light show which will transform the outdoor causeway each evening with dancing, illuminated palm trees, and holiday tunes. Performances will occur regularly from sunset to 10 p.m. If that's not enough, (laughs) there's more. Uh, The magic keys for Santa on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve... If you're actually at the Swan and Dolphin, which would be weird, uh, children's can hang a magic key on the hotel uh, room door. This will help Santa find his way and deliver presents. Magic keys will be available on December 24th at the concierge desk. But wait, there's more. There's Deck the Halls decoration packages. Guests can order a Deck the Halls decoration package to extend the holiday fun in their hotel room while uh, where elves will transform it with a holiday-themed decor and leave behind a few tasty treats and a special holiday note for the kids. Hanukkah packages are also available. Advance reservations are required. Uh, this offering is uh, uh, additional fees do apply. There's more. Oh, my God. <laughs> 24-7 in-room holiday movies. Uh, families can enjoy around-the-clock Christmas cheer with a variety of free holiday-themed movies available in-room. Uh, rates mm. at the Swan and Dolphin are $167 per night, and that is cheap compared to pre-COVID. Uh, oh, yeah. Those on the nice list can enjoy up to 50% off a second room. off a second room with the code Santa. Santa. You can visit the website at santasfavoriteresort.com or call 1-800-227-1500 or I would tell you to call our uh, partners at Destination to Travel to book your reservation. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a lot of stuff. And I will tell you too, the Gaylord Palms is doing uh, favorite Christmas movies. Elf, uh, National Lampoon, uh, Polar Express. Uh, I'm missing something. Oh, the uh, Year Without Santa Claus. Yeah. So it's not it, ice. Don't get excited. Yeah, it's not ice, but it's something that you can do. So if you get tired of the stuff over there, you can go over to Gaylord and enjoy theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you better make reservations and you better call yes. and make sure because it ain't like a show up and let's go through it. Yeah. Trust me, we found that out the hard way. Yeah, yeah, you can't uh, you can't walk up and get tickets. You have to buy them online. They're 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 not selling tickets at the resort, and if you don't right. have it, you don't get in. Yeah. That's right. Sid and I found that out the hard way. Yeah. She works there. Shame on you. So the Magic Kingdom Christmas Cavalcade has some schedules at Disney's release. It's officially Christmas now at the Walt Disney World, and uh, we uh, Disney kicked that off with the Christmas Cavalcades. Uh, the Cavalcades put a festival spin on the not a parade concept. Uh, that Disney has implemented to present crowding, unlike the Halloween cavalcade schedules, which offered many more off days, guests will get to experience a lot more of the Christmas cheer with only Goofy taking some time off. So here are the Magic Kingdom Christmas cavalcade schedules. Goofy's Scrumptious Cavalcade runs Thursday through Monday with Tuesday and Wednesdays as off days. Apparently, he's got a better union than Mickey. Apparently, Mickey's Holiday Cavalcade runs seven days a week. Santa's Christmas Cavalcade runs seven days a week. The Holiday Trolley runs seven days a week. And the Main Street Philharmagic performs seven days a week. So, I wonder how Goofy got his... uh, Two days off? Two days off. I'm telling you, he's got a better union rep. I'm in the union. I'm a union man. I got seniority over the 
<laughs> That's right. Now and him. Of course, I got a course. <laughs> All right. Uh, talk about Disneyland Paris. They are unveiling their first look inside their uh, new hotel, uh, which is called New York: The Art of Marvel. Um, very interesting. Uh, the naming on this one. They wanted well, to build a New York hotel, but then they go, "Oh, we got to put some IP in it." <laughs> they had the New York hotel, yeah, and then they said, "Then we they to put some IP in it." We just slapped the code at Marvel all over it. Yeah, so a lot of this announcement came from the uh, IAPA uh, convention, a virtual convention. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. this is going to be a four-star hotel, which is, is inspired by a New York art gallery. It's a tribute to the city uh, that was the birthplace of the Marvel superhero her heroes and many of the artists who created them. The hotel will have one of the largest collection of Marvel artwork in the world. Wow. In the world. That's in the world. The world. In Paris. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, they got the Louvre. Right? That's the largest collection of art yeah. in the world, so might as well yeah. throw some Marvel art on top of it. Uh, yeah. We'll have more than 300 items on display, including exclusive and never-before-seen pieces. In collaboration with more than 95 artists from Marvel Comics, Marvel Studios, Disney's Hotel, New York, New York, the Art of Marvel will offer contemporary comfort and personalized services while celebrating New York's culture and vibrant energy. Uh, development and refurbishment work uh, for other projects at the resort also include uh, the Avengers Campus and the Cars Route 66 road trip, uh, a fully reimagined attraction, both part of the transformation of the Walt Disney Studio Park. Additionally, Disneyland's Paris transformation of the guest experience continues with new digital features and enhancements being rolled out in the Disneyland Paris app. One of the latest features includes a new online hotel check-in service that will accelerate the time guests spend at the front desk during their check-in, allowing them to get to the magic <laughs> faster. So they're just doing what we're doing here. Yep. Uh, other enhancements include a recent launch of a standby pass, which I think we're all going to get. Uh, this is a complimentary service which enables guests to book a time slot to enter the physical queue line of an attraction via the app and return to the queue line at the designated time during certain periods of the day and uh, a dining reservation service as well. As well. So they're getting this, this, this new... Fast pass standby line queue thing, which I think we're all going to see. Uh, so, yeah, this and yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. The pictures coming out of the uh, the New York, mm. the Art of Marvel Hotel look pretty amazing. Uh, the main shot that I saw was like, uh, I'm like, I've been there. The bar is right over there. Mm -hmm. The check in and the gift shop, the gift shop is right over there. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and this was the uh, hotel you stayed at, right? When you were there? No, 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 no. Actually, it's the hotel that uh, uh, we usually would go to that bar because it had a better selection of wine. Because, yeah. you know, I was with Rick and we were, we were drinking wine. Mm. Uh, this is before we got to Ireland and actually murdered our livers. But uh, that's a whole other story for another day. Um, but the um, we actually stayed at the, I can't remember what they called it, but it was kind of like the cross between the, the yacht club and the uh, American pavilion. I swear to God, it was just like that. Uh, anywho, moving on Shanghai Disney resort and energy monster enter a multi-year resort Alliance, uh, Shanghai Disney resort and energy monster, which is one of Di China's leading power bank rental service providers announced that the two companies have entered into a multi-year resort Alliance, including energy monster as the first and exclusive official power bank, rental services sponsor of Shanghai Disney Resort. Under the new alliance, Energy Monster Power Bank rental stations themed to different resort experiences will be found at multiple locations across the resort, immersing guests in everlasting magic and happiness. Energy Monster will install more than 10, count them, 10 power bank rental stations across the resort, including the theme park, Shanghai Disneyland, and the resort's themed hotels. Rental stations 
are in easy-to-find locations with simple and user-friendly instructions available on the stations themselves, allowing guests to take full advantage of the digital services provided uh, by the resort during their visit. These stations are designed to adapt and be a part of the unique themes to each location, including Barbosa's Bounty in Treasure Cove, Pinocchio Village Kitchen in Fantasyland, and Stargazer Grill in Tomorrowland, immersing guests in authentic Disney storytelling. The new alliance will also extend the power of magic to users outside of Shanghai Resort. This winter, the Power of Magic campaign will bring the specially designed theme power bank rental service to more locations beyond the resort and across the country um, uh, through a fun and interactive online program. Uh, participating users can win a variety of exciting prizes, including a chance to visit Shanghai Disney Resort. Uh, is this like our? Yes. What do they call them? I forgot. What rods, fuel yeah. rods, fuel rods, yes. fuel rods. Yeah, yep, yeah. Which I can't. I don't. I don't remember seeing them the last time I was in the park, but I wasn't looking. You know, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know if they're letting those vendors into the parks. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to do some investigating. I like the whole concept. Uh, but, uh, I don't use mine anymore because I have to now pay to get a new one because I'm not part of the OG fuel rod program. So right. it's like, well, forget it. I'll just bring my own, you know, I don't, I don't need you anymore. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Hey, go to, uh, T public. That is T E E public dot com forward slash stores forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. Uh they are having a sale. Let me just get the correct information here. Uh sale starts tomorrow, eleven twenty-four. Uh all shirts are thirteen dollars and then everything else in this the shop is thirty-five percent off. So if you're looking for uh some goodies from our uh shop, which is at TPUB dot com forward slash stores forward slash Disney hyphen parks hyphen podcast. Uh you can go uh get something. Now if you buy the masks, uh most of that goes to charity. So you can go do that. Nice. All right, John, are you ready? Yep. How about a little headline news? And now the headline news. All right, let's start with something I think some of us, maybe some, all of us, maybe more than Mm -hmm, some, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have been waiting for. Uh, The Grand Floridian Walkway to the Magic Kingdom is officially open. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, And from the reports that I've been seeing, it's about 11-minute walk. So it's, it's not short. It's a walk, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, I think somebody was saying it's like two two miles or so, uh, and it's about eleven minute walk. Uh, there is a, a checkpoint before you get uh, to the uh, Magic Kingdom, a security checkpoint. So it's not ah. being done at the Grand Floridian. You have to walk all the way to the Magic Kingdom. They built a checkpoint there, uh, and then once you get past the checkpoint, then you go to the uh, turnstiles. So there you go. Got it. Uh, Adventure by Disney's uh, has canceled most of everything now through February 28th of 2021. So even the like the six things that they were doing in the six different countries, those are now off the table until February of 2021, at least. Mm. So uh, this will probably come sad to some people. But being that Disneyland is closed, they are not making handmade candy canes this year. <laughs> There's so many things that Disney used to do. The handmade candy canes, the gingerbread houses. My fear is that they won't come back, mm. even when they're back to 100% normal. COVID's not a concern. I wonder if it's this is like the Disney version of the Great Reset. Mm. Here's the thing. You could have uh, set up a cart in downtown Tizzing, taken orders for said candy canes, made said candy cane, uh, 
and told the people to come back at whatever time, and you would have had made said candy cane. Right. If you really wanted to sell them. And that probably would have kept, what, a half a dozen people employed? So if you wanted to, you could have tried. I don't think you really tried very hard to figure it out. If I could do it, you can do it. I'm just saying. All right. Sad. Yep. Orange County, California is now back to the highest COVID restrictions. So they were one notch. They were two close, uh, two from getting open. Now they're three from getting open. So it's going to be a while, kids. Yeah, they didn't like being punked out by Disney. Mm-hmm. They yeah. said, oh, well, here's what we'll do then. We'll just push this back up to here, and you won't be able to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's nice. Thank you, Governor Gruesome. Uh, Cali River Rapids refurbishment is now being extended till April of 2021. So it was supposed mm-hmm. to open uh, by the summer, uh, the summer by uh, Christmas, uh, and that's not going to happen now. It's been extended. So who knows? Uh, John, have you seen <laughs> the cleanest monorail beam of the last century? <laughs> yeah, driven right by him. They have been cleaning I, I guess this is all for the 50th anniversary you know you know like project stardust over at uh, disneyland uh i guess we're getting some form of this the monorail beam is the cleanest i have ever seen it uh, ever <laughs> i mean there is nothing on it it is sparkling sparkling concrete i'm not surprised that they have not sealed it or painted it or you know something you know, mm-hmm. to dress it up. I'm like, oh, well, well, maybe they're going to clean it first and then they're going to go back and paint it. Who knows? Anyway, I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping they decorate it, clean up. Uh, Shanghai Disney Resort is named the top healthiest, healthy, health, healthiest. Health, uh, and, I, and I'm the bourbon drinker of the bunch. I have a have drink of today. <laughs> <laughs> it's the top healthiest workplace for the third time in a row. How in the blue hell is that even possible? I don't know. But Governor Gruesome, if they can do it three times in a row, I bet they could do it at Disneyland. Well, the Chinese do have a way to control their populace that we don't have yet in America, so. True. Well, you do have your health score card. Yeah. <laughs> that allows you to get on or off trains. <laughs> yeah, not here. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the new plexiglass on the runaway railway? <laughs> have you seen them? That's crazy looking, but yeah, I've seen them. That, that's a big hunk of Plexiglass, I'm just saying. I wonder how much weight that adds to the vehicle. Yeah, because it's a metal frame and then plexiglass. It's a big metal frame. Yeah. The thing and the question is, can they take it off at any point, like later in life? (laughs) And will it leave some embellishing marks on the train that can or cannot be fixed? I'm sure they probably added it in such a way that, you know, if they take them off, they could probably just add a couple bolts and, like, make it tie into the design of the the train cars. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Disney has opened up uh, a lot more dining reservations uh, for the rest of 2020. So if you are coming or if you are a local and you've been kind of frustrated with your lack of restaurant choices, there have been a lot of restaurants uh, opened up and a lot of different uh, reservation times. So take another stab at it. Uh, And uh, since the monorail is closed at the Poly, they've now started – boat service from the Poly to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I'm surprised they just weren't doing buses, but I guess they wanted to add a second mode for their GVC guests, because that's the only people that are staying there. Yeah, the only people there. And, you know, maybe the DVC is so far away from the bus lane that they're like, let's throw them a bone. Actually, the boat is further, because the 
If you're looking at the resort, the four buildings on the right are closest to the bus stop, and that's the DVC buildings. Ah, okay. Yeah, but the bungalows might be a little bit hopper, a little bit quicker to hop over to the boat than it is we'll to get all the way back to the bus. We'll find out this weekend. <laughs> Not that I'm going to the Magic Kingdom, I'm just saying. All right, well, there you go. All right, there we go. Well, guys, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. We really appreciate everybody that comes to the live chat room. If you're not doing anything on Monday nights at 8 p.m., come join us live at facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and YouTube at Disney Parks Podcast. And definitely come find us over at our website, DisneyParksPodcast.com. That way you can find all of our show archives as well as blog posts. Tony's been doing a great job lately of adding more content there. So uh, good job, buddy, and uh, come check that out. Also, if you'd like to uh, leave us a message, you can always shoot us an email at DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. While you're on the website, why don't you come find uh, our good friends and partners like our destinations of travel buddies. You can go to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash the letter D, the number two travel. Fill out a short questionnaire and someone from destinations of travel will be in touch. And then finally, if you'd like to support what we do here and uh, keep keep us free, keep us on the air, uh, please go to Patreon.com forward slash disney parks podcast and uh, guys have a happy thanksgiving i hope you guys are having a a great time with your family if you're allowed to tony happy thanksgiving buddy hopefully you'll be able to come over and hang and uh guys if we don't see online we'll see you in the park The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 